Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the Tanakh podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom and I'm honored to be studying Sefer Eov with you. We're about to hear Bildad's second <coughs> presentation in the cycle of responses. We're in the second cycle. Vayan Bildad HaShuchi Vayomar, chapter 18, Perak Yodchet. Again, Vayan Bildad HaShuchi Vayomar, and we'll see... As we saw at the end of Yud Zion, the word Badei, alluding to Bildad, is going to come up again in his own words. Kinsei, like a number of the words we've already encountered, is what we refer to as a Hapax Legomenon, a word that shows up only one time in Tarach. And this is a word that really defies uh, definition on its own merit, but if we uh, look at the Nun as really accentuating the double Tzadi, Katsats, uh, uh, meaning how long or until when will there be an end to the words? Tavinu daber. You should understand, you should discern, and then let's talk. Now, uh, Bildad has shifted something that we've seen subtly shifting over the past few give and takes, and that is shifting from the singular to the plural. Now, we understand the plural when he always talking to his three friends. But when they're talking to him, talking in the plural is either some sort of honorific or poetic form, or else it means that we now imagine a group coming together, a group that's backing Eov, a group that's backing each one of the friends, or the friends together as an Eidah, as we've heard already. And again, whether or not this is really playing out, or this is an imagined uh, scenario, that's what we're to picture. Uh, and so Bildad is speaking on behalf of his group to the group of Eov. Madua nechshavnu ka Why are we considered like a behemah, like an animal? And as we see, for instance, in Tehillim Memtet, that would mean someone with no knowledge. Nitminu be'enechem. Nitminu is from the root letamtem, to be foolish or lacking any understanding. Vinitmetembam, uh, the famous drasha in the Pasuk and Shmini. Uh, Torefnaf show. Now this is playing on Eov's, uh, Torefnaf show, blowing out his spirit, uh, puffing it out. Torefnaf show biapo. Someone who blows out his spirit in his anger, and with his words, Halaman Do you think the land will be abandoned because of you? Do you think the mountains will indeed crumble? And this goes back to the accusation the friends have, the, the, the consolers have, of Eov, that he thinks that he's got all the wisdom and that he's been here forever and that uh, without him there really is no world. And would mean that even the mountains would be uprooted if he weren't here. Uh, the famous drasha in this, plays with Tzur as Tzur Yisrael and has a beautiful lesson about someone who prays and then walks out of the room while his colleague, while his friend is still praying uh, as if God is left with him. And V'yatak Tzur Mim Komo then becomes he brings exile to his children. The Shekhinah leaves him. Gam Or Rishayim Yid'ach and this is alluding to a passage in Mishlei uh, that the light of the wicked, and here Bildad takes up what the other friends have said about that the, that the Rishayim really do suffer, unlike Eov's claim. The light of the wicked goes dim or is extinguished, literally jumps, 
So when a, a, a flame flickers, it's going out. And there will be no light of the fire that's around him, of the flame of his fire. It won't light. Or the light has gone dark in his tent. And his candle dims or goes out. That his steps become very narrow. In other words, this is now the wicked. Now, whether or not he's saying this to Eov and accusing him of being wicked and describing what's happening to Eov, or else saying to Eov, you're concerned that the wicked are successful and having a great life. Let me tell you what's going on with the wicked. His powerful steps, the, the steps of him, of his, of his power, we'll see another possible interpretation of Ono in a minute, uh, actually are very narrow. Because unlike someone who walks with confidence and takes big strides, he has to walk carefully. Ono may also refer to his son, and this is something that we've seen in Eliphaz's earlier claim about the Rishayim, that the Rishayim end up with their children suffering. So his, his son has to walk with short steps because he really has no confidence in what he, in, in what's been left to him. All of his counsel is thrown out. As if when he's walking, he's walking on a net. A net meaning a trap. He walks on a svacha. Svacha is a thicket. Think of basvach b'karnav. And this is a beautiful image going back to Yaakov. But the trap, the pach, holds on to his, uh, his heel. So he's walking and he's trapped. Yechazek alav tzamim. Tzamim are the, are the teeth of the trap. Close in on him and don't let him go. So the Rasha not only takes short steps, but then his steps are stopped as he's caught in the trap. Tamun ba'aretz chavlo. That his chavl, the rope that's going to trap him, is buried in the ground. Umalkuto alenativ. His malkodet, his trap, is somewhere on the road. In other words, the Rasha is walking. He's not aware of it. But on the road, there's waiting for him, deeply buried, a trap that's going to stop him and hold him where he is. Saviv bi'atuhu balahot. And we're going to see Eov sort of echo this in the next piece. Saviv bi'atuhu balahot. Balahot means fears. It may actually be referring to demons. They frighten him from around him. Vefitsuhu l'raglav. Hefitsu is an unclear word what it means, but it may mean that they're, that they're around him, around his legs, and they're frightening him, and we're now gone to a different model, a different mashal. Yehi ra'ev ono, and again his strength, or this again may be his son, will be in, in hunger. Ve'eid in achon There is a time waiting, and aid is never a good time, it's a time of tragedy. Uh, of calamity is waiting for his rib, and Salo here is an allusion to his wife, based on the story in Breshit Perak Bet, uh, which now Ono must be his son, probably, and uh, and this, in a sense, almost removes us from the story in Perak Bet, because remember that the wife in the in the narrative piece of Eov is the one who actually survives and is unscathed. Uh, and we're not necessarily happy about that. Yochal bade oro, and again bade connecting to Bildad, it eats the pieces of his skin, the separate leaves, as it were, or the buds of his skin. What eats it? Yochal badav bechor mavet. Now bechor mavet doesn't mean that his eldest son has died, but rather the chief killer. Another way, perhaps, of referring to malacha mavet. So the rasha or the rasha's son. Uh, and wife are eaten up 
by Malach HaMavet. Now this can go several ways. His, his, uh, his trust, his security is separated from his tent. This may mean that everything he owns is taken and his tent is now bereft, or it may mean that his wife, upon who he trusted, has left. She's either left because she walked out on him, or she left because she died. And she leads him, or she directs him, to the king of, of fears. Again, towards either these demons that are frightening him, or his own fears, his own paranoia. This is a terrible description of the Rasha. And whether or not this is revolving back on Eov and saying, you must be a Rasha, because we know that this is what happens to Rasha, and this is what happened to you, or saying, do not, do not be worried. This is what will happen to the Rasha, and you're concerned that God is unjust because he's allowing the Rasha to, to thrive. Indeed, this is what's happening. Tishkon biohalomi blilo. She will re, reside in his tent. Who's she? It could be Balahot, or it could be his wife, uh, in his tent without being his, which means she'll reside there and nothing of his will be there, or someone else will come who's not his wife, Miblilo, who doesn't attend to him, who will stay in his tent when his wife is gone. Several different directions in which to read these. None of them good, obviously. And over his house will be spread Patash, essentially look like dome. Now, does that mean when his wife is gone, his whole house and everything will go to, to pot? Unclear, but either way, the, the description is certainly very upsetting. And now we go back to the mashal that has been used several times of Hadam Eitzasadeh, man like a tree. Underneath his roots, things will become dried, dried out, withered. And above, there's a play on words, two different words, and above, his harvest will become withered. In other words, the fruit that come out of him will become withered. Maybe that means his sons will also die. Zichru avad miniaretz. Zichru avad miniaretz. His memory will be lost. Don't we remember it? Velo shame lo He'll have no name outside. He'll be forgotten. Yet fuhu me'or ochoshach. He'll be pushed from the light to the dark. And he'll be exiled. He'll be excommunicated from the world. Lo nin, lo velo nechad be'amo. Now, nin and nechad are interesting words. In modern Hebrew, nechad is a grandson, nin is a great-grandson. In biblical Hebrew, it's the opposite. A nin is a grandson, and a nechad is a great-grandson. But when nin and nechad are used together, it's typically understood as son and grandson. So nechad remains, retains the meaning that we have today, and nin becomes a son. Lo nin lo velo nechad be'amo. He won't have a son nor a grandson. There will be no, uh, no, um, no survivor left in his residence. He'll be all wiped out. Al yomo nashamu acharonim v'kadmonim achazusar. So acharonim and kadmonim will suggest two different meanings to that. Uh, will be will be devastated. Nashamu. And they'll hold on to their hair, they'll tear their hair out, because here's somebody who was so successful, so great, and suddenly has been devastated. So the Acharonim, which may mean people to the west, and Kadmonim would be people to the east, or Acharonim would be the latter people, and Kadmonim would be the earlier people. Truth is that considering the description, the first approach would be more likely, because it's happening at one time. Uh, but they would all be, be surprised and confused and devastated by this terrible loss of, uh, of this person who was otherwise successful. 
But these are the residences of evil, and this is what happens in the place that does not know God. So this is the fate awaiting the Rasha and in his house, and this is, in a sense, how Bildad is perhaps comforting Eov against his concern and his claim that God allows the, the wicked to flourish. Okay, we'll see how Eov responds to this in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.